Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible woman with me. And I love to bring people on that just light a fire and just have such positive energy. And I feel like this woman has all of that. So I have Alex here and you guys might've seen her on the show called Selling OC, but Alex, I'm going to pass you the mic and kind of do a little intro of yourself and we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, thank you for that incredible intro. (laughs) But yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. Um, I am right now in Nashville back home. But um, like you said, uh, you might know me from Slowing the OC on Netflix. And I was the new girl mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and had a little short stint right there in season two. But um, I'm excited to be talking to you today and get into it. No, I love that. And I kind of would love to start it with, you know, what was your overall experience on the show? Because everybody, you know, there's so many different types of reality shows and to get to be a part of it, it's, it's pretty huge. So kind of share with us like your overall experience. Yes, totally. And I feel like that that question also is translated into like, how did you get on the show? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's like the number one thing that I've asked. Um, and now it's kind of like out and, you know, right. if you Google me, you'll see that um, I have a connection to... Um, a previous show that was called Music City. Um, it was a, a few years ago, but um, Adam Develo was the producer and the creator mm-hmm. of the show, and he's the creator of Selling Sunset. So I um, never realized that. That's crazy. Okay, I, I know it is. It is. <laughs> it's crazy how the world works. Um, but basically, you know how I landed in this crazy whirlwind of a position on Selling DOC um, is that. Obviously, Adam DeVello was a connection that I had mm-hmm. just from being on Music City. It was a show basically based around like, um, it was it was shot kind of like The Hills because he yep. created The Hills, right? So mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. shot like The Hills. It was very similar to that kind of aspect, but it was like for aspiring musicians in Nashville because Nashville's like the it place to be. Everyone's yes. coming here. Um, I was not an aspiring musician, but my cousin who was on it with me, he was great at singing. He was a personal trainer. And it just so happened that this kind of coincided with the exact same time that I was competing for Miss Tennessee and I won. So then they were like, oh, wait, let's just throw her into the mix and then, you know, she'll be on the cast. So that's how crazy it was. Um, So from there, I have kept an incredible relationship with Adam DeVello and Skylar, the executive producer of the show as well. I mean, literally, we talk constantly throughout the year, just updating. He'll call me on Christmas or, you know, Thanksgiving. He is very close with my family. Um, so basically this just happened because I was catching up with Adam on a phone call, um, about, I don't know, February, um, beginning of March of of this year and was like, yeah, you know, my boyfriend's always traveling. Lucas, you'll have to meet him. Um, we got a house this past summer and I'm kind of exploring this home decor kind of, you know, home design kind of thing. And then that led into 
this huge idea to maybe see if this would work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, you know, getting on like a selling the OC or a Netflix show like this, that is so beautifully done. It's a niche market because it's Mm -hmm. real estate. Um, It's not something you just like apply for. Like (laughs) people being like, did you apply to be on the show? And (laughs) no, I wish that life could be that easy. Right. Um, But so that's literally just kind of how it happened of me being on the show. And it was like a a trial period, a test period to see how I interacted with the rest of the cast. Um, No, I had never watched Selling the OC. I'd always watched Selling Sunset. Mm -hmm. Um, But I watched like 20% of it before I went. And I didn't know one person. So like the first time that you see me meeting Polly and... Tyler and Austin, like all of that is completely real. That was a, I did not know anyone. So um, it's been crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, like I seriously, and you know what? I'm glad that you've shared just a little bit of that because, you know, when you look, when you watch a reality show like that, you're always questioning like, what's real? You know, what's right. really real? Totally. And girl, listen, I'm like the biggest Bravo fan in the world. I mean, <laughs> Same. I know. <laughs> No way. Same. Same. I love it. I love it. I love it. Honestly, like finding that commonality between two people, it's like no other. It's Mm -hmm. like, I have a sister in Bravo. (laughs) No, I, yeah. Yeah. And so honestly, like when I, you know, and just having a little bit of a taste of reality Mm -hmm. TV, Music City really didn't go anywhere. It was two seasons and done, but even just that. And then my love for like reality TV and housewives and Bravo, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I get that when, you're on a show like that and you're having to discuss stuff. A lot of it's real and a lot of it's not real. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a production, you know, whatever. And they always say, yeah, you know, all of our drama is real. And I'm like, okay, I'll take like 50% of this is real. Okay. Let me just say this. Here's some oh, tea. When I'm I, ready, I'm ready, ready. yeah, when <laughs> I started to really get to know everyone and I was mm-hmm. first there, that was my first time in Orange County. I don't even know if I mentioned that, like that was not only the first time I met everyone, but it was my first time there. And so when I was experiencing all this and going throughout um, filming season two, which by the way, I only filmed season two um, probably over the course of like six days altogether. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm like distributed throughout the season. It's because I'm just kind of like random, but right. um, I'm telling you after I started getting to everyone, Y'all, this is this stuff that happens on selling the OC is one hundred percent real. Everyone, people hate each other. I mean, it's subdivided. It is wild, and so yeah. I quickly was like, "Wait a minute, there is no faking any of this stuff. Like, they really don't like each other. This is crazy. That's so crazy." And I love because I think that the season left off with you. I can, I, I guess, like just share, like talking to Geo. I think, and you were like. Yes. Just watch me type of thing. And bless your heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I like literally just goes cross-eyed every single time that I say bless your heart. He's like, huh? <laughs> I loved it. I loved every second of it. And I love, and again, I love that everything that was shared was real because that's what we want to see. We want to see that because that's, I mean, it not, not only makes great TV, but to really hear that it's, it's real because that's life, right? I mean, when oh, yeah. you, what, what, with any business, any, you know, job that you're in, you have this mesh of people from all different types of, like you're coming from Nashville. These, these people have been within the, the, um, Oppenheim group 
like this whole time. So to be integrated in that, it had to have been hard. Oh my God. It was honestly kind of like a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, Mm. I mean, when I was there, I, I guess like after I got done filming for like three days, it was just back to back to back to back stuff because they, if, if she's great with this and because I was very interested originally just like this with real estate, Mm -hmm. um, in California, because I've always been interested in real estate in general. And so I was like, this could work. But then when I was done, um, just with that week that I was there, I was like, I'm not, I am not doing this. this. I will never do this. I don't care. Um, there's no way this is, this does not make sense. And so literally when I say that it was hard, I think that it was just like, everything happened so quickly. There wasn't Mm -hmm. really a lot of time to figure out and to really read myself and listen to myself about how hard this was going to be. So Mm -hmm. after I prayed about this, I, um, my boyfriend was praying about my parents were praying, uh, praying about it. Um, like a small group of friends were, it was like, I woke up the next day and it was like a 180. It was like, I guess, um, I guess I'm doing this. I, like, it was like someone slapped me in the face and said, no, you were called to be on the show for some reason Exactly you to do something, you know, like go. So a few weeks later I moved out and moved out to California. So it was, it was a great, you know, it was a great thing that happened. And I love, I've gotten to know some of these girls like they're my best friends. I mean, Kayla is one mm-hmm. of my best friends, um, Brandy Rose, but I think at first I didn't really have time to figure out what exactly I was doing. Like <laughs> it's, um, it's unheard of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you were just like put pushed into it. How, how else are you going to like, you can't, you can't figure it out at that moment. And I think that, well, I guess my next question for you is what interested you in the overall game of real estate? Like what was, what kind of interesting? Cause it's, cause that's, it's a hard job to begin with. Right. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that originally, I mean, it was what really sparked my interest in real estate just in general. It was when my boyfriend and I were, um, home buying. It was mm-hmm. around, I guess like a year and a half ago and home buying here in Nashville, looking at the surrounding areas and that experience alone, because at the time, the Nashville market, right now it's kind of slowed down a bit because of interest rates are skyrocketing. But at the time, houses were selling in two days. You had to have an offer in that day, and then it was off the market that night. Mm-hmm. And so that entire experience and really kind of seeing, okay, these elements matter. Here are my non-negotiables. Here are the negotiables. Here, It was so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much just from going through that. Um so then basically when I, of course, here I am walking in to this uh, $28 million mansion, you know, well, actually, I don't know. A, a mansion here is very different than like a mansion in OC, right? Like right. it's, it's yes. so different about what you get for the dollar amount. But when I was walking in there, I was like, oh my God, I'm so not in Kansas anymore. Like this is a different ball game. So I think it was just, I've always loved interior design. I love Mm -hmm. homes. I love decorating. I love home decor. I love the elements. And so that meshed together with me really being interested in the Nashville market. Mm -hmm. Um, Going into the Orange County world and with the Oppenheim group of all things, I think that (laughs) I was like, well, 
so far I've done everything that has scared me. So I guess that this is the, this is what I'm going to have to do again. This is terrifying. So why not do it? And like learning from these agents, um, it's, it's the best sort of teaching that you can have. You can read all the books and do everything else, but just shadowing them, even just like being in the office with Jason, I've, I've learned more just from hearing Jason on the phone or like Brandy's conversations, just, just in the office than I have doing anything else. So, um, I think it all kind of came full circle. I mean, to, I, I, I'm sure to just be in that office in general is just something because the, like, of my job, like I had to pinch myself. I was like, what? Even just seeing Jason for the first time, I was like, but now it's just so normal. But even seeing him for the first time, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what is right, that? I mean, that was going to be my next question would be, was that, that, that initial first moment of the quote unquote, like interview that you had with him. Yeah. Like how, well, how was all that? I've, I've never been. <laughs> You're like you're like I'm, you're like I'm reliving it right now. I can't. I'm like sweating as I'm talking about it. <laughs> um, when I when I walk into that office that day and you see me sit down, it, honestly, it looked like I had been electrocuted because my hair was everywhere. I looked like a hot mess. I had just changed three times in the back of a van. I mean, it was it was freezing as well. And of course, I was wearing like you know a bandeau top, like. I was just all over the place. I had no spit left in my mouth. I was so nervous. And when I walk in that door, I, I don't, I honestly blacked out. So watching that scene now, I'm like, I, I genuinely hardly re- remember any of this, but oh my God. speaking with him originally, Oh, I don't know. He, I just remember him being like, what was your GPA? And I was like, what the hell? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, what does that have to do with Blair? Wait, tell me if I'm wrong on this, Danielle, because also you go by Danielle's or Danny. Either one, you could, Danielle or Danny, it's fine. Like, what do your friends call you? Uh, Danielle. Okay, so got it. Because obviously I'm Alexandra, but everyone who knows me calls me Allie. Right. Half the people on the cast call me Harper. I don't know. So anyways, (laughs) um, when, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but like, any sort of job interview prep or this or that I have always learned and always known that your grade point average it's something that's so irrelevant that an employer shouldn't like why would they ever ask about that right like it just doesn't make any sense any job that I've applied to in the the last eight years like I've never asked anything about my grades tell me okay please no, I've ne- I mean, I've been, I've been working in the fashion industry for like over 16 years and not once have they asked me, what's your GPA? Thank you. I'm not fainted. <laughs> I literally, and I lied. I lied right there. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, that is an absolute damn lie. For sure. I love it. Because listen, I mean, but here's the thing. When I was at Ole Miss, I went to Ole Miss for two years and I went to right. UT for the next two years and I graduated at UT. That's when I really started getting everything together. Um, and my core GPA classes, those really were like together journalism and communications. All of that was like a three, seven. I think I said three, eight. I don't know. But and when I was an Ole Miss girl, oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there was literally one time that I was in a class and I was like, um, I was like, wait a minute. I think I've been sitting in, in the wrong lecture for the last three months. And I had, I had not attended one class 
in the class I was supposed to be in something with political science. So anyways, when he asked me that, I was like, what my grades? And he was like, yeah, that's really important. So that was something that really threw me off too. (laughs) But um, aside from that, you know, he was so kind and he really Mm -hmm. is just like a kind individual. Um, And you would never think that, you know, he's Jason Oppenheim, who's multi multi millionaire, but um, yeah, it was interesting. It was definitely one of the conversations that I probably sweated through the most in in my job interviews in life. <laughs> I mean, I I probably would have done the same thing. So, and I I really I feel you on everything that you that you were saying in regards to college. Like, I had my moments too. I was like, wait, where where did you attend college? Hartford in Connecticut. Oh, okay, so I don't know. So, like, do you know a lot about SEC schools? Like, you know, yes. So, okay, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Ole Miss, for example, it's very difficult to graduate from Ole Miss in four years because mm-hmm. you just want to stay for five or six. Right. So that's kind. Of, so that's like the whole thing that I was like, oh god. Um, and then I just went to the next SEC school. I guess I'm just a SEC gal. But so Hartford, Connecticut. Like, what was that like attending school there? Are you from the North originally? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm from New- uh, Long Island, New York. So. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. So I mean I was I was originally going to go for photojournalism like, so it was one of the like the top schools for that. Oh. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. Okay, great. I yeah. took all the photojournalism classes and that's that was like I was um this is one of my claim to fame. Yeah. But I had a photo published in the New York Times when I was 21 years old, I think. I love it. And it was through my photojournalism program. I loved it. Okay. Uh, no, it was like, I, I still take pictures and it's still like a hobby, but, uh, it was definitely, uh, you know, something that I wanted to do, but fashion dropped, dropped in my lap and that's what happened. Oh, no way. So you majored in fashion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Did you ever do anything, um, like right out of college with it or, uh, not right out of college, but then like maybe like a couple of years, I started to just get into the retail genre and then management and all that but um but that's kind of where it kind of sit but I still do like I said I still do the photography because it's a love of still love of mine but yeah um I guess my next question for you would be from this whole like journey that you've been on right and because I want to kind of rewind it to where you also did pageants and then now you know coming doing the show throughout your journey did you have those moments of can I do this? Should I do this? And like, what kind of, cause I know that people that are listening are entrepreneurs as well. So like, yeah. what kind of tips would you be able to give to like, keep going? Because I'm sure you had those moments of like failure oh and, and not wanting to do it again. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, first of all, I never grew up doing pageants or anything like that. Mm-hmm. My mom was Miss Tennessee USA, but she never, and had a very successful modeling agency. She got Reese Witherspoon started. She she also majored in fashion, so she was um, dabbling in everything. But she never pushed me into like a very specific arena. She just never mm. pushed that on me. So I competed in Miss Tennessee for the first time right out of college. Um, I did really well, but I had I was like, I'm never doing this again. I, I hated this. Mm-hmm. And about a year and a half later, for some reason, here comes God again, going, eh, I'm going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to do this because in this sector of, of 
pageantry, the Miss USA, Miss Universe system is a PR opportunity. It's not like Miss America. You're, you know, it's, it's very like you get out of it what you put into it. Mm -hmm. So I just said, well, okay, I'm going to do this. And I knew that I was, it, it was just kind of one of those things. I don't know if you are a religious um, person, but I'm really strong in my faith in Christianity. So it was like, I just knew that I was going, I was going to work my, my butt off to win, but that I was going to win. And so determination. Yeah. And I, but I just knew that I was going to win. I did. I just knew that somehow in some way, there's no way in the world that I'm going to be led back to this one path that I, that I, I really did not ever want to do again. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a really difficult time the first time I did it because of body image, the pressure that it was to get up on stage in a bikini. I thought that I looked good because I lost three pounds. These girls looked like Barbies. So it was for me to be led back to this again. Mm. I was like, I'm, I'm going to have, I'm winning. And so from that moment on, I just wanted to open as many doors as I possibly could. And I was having to do that for myself. Um, and every single day I just said, do something that scares you, do Mm -hmm. something that scares you, put yourself out there. I don't care if it's like, you know, going up to a stranger and asking them about their recommendations on a product in a store. I don't know, like do something that's going to put you out of your comfort zone because that was putting me out of my comfort zone. Um, so basically that door you're, you're going to see this in full bright before your eyes, that door obviously opened me winning Mm -hmm. the music city Mm -hmm. connection, because if I wouldn't have won, they would have really not cared because I wasn't up to anything important. So that's when they threw me into music city, the producers on Develo from there. I mean, literally I've been an Uber Eats driver. I was a personal assistant. I had my own blog. I also worked in sales. And then, I mean, like I just needed to do as much possible to keep on going. Mm. And all of those feelings and emotions came running back and flooding back when I moved out to Orange County because that was hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really, like I said before, I didn't really have time to process how hard it was because it was just go, 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 like right. being across the country by yourself and then filming to like start filming two days later. And then, I mean, it was just insane. And the first few weeks I was there, I cried every single day mm-hmm. for hours and it, which sounds pathetic, but I was, so many things happened, like just things. I went through four rental cars in four days. I, the air conditioning broke in this condo. There was, well, I'm sorry. There wasn't any air conditioning. I didn't know that about homes in Newport beach. Didn't know they didn't come with air conditioning. Mm-hmm. I, what? D- thank you. I, not, not even no, central no. air. No. <laughs> and I was in Laguna beach. No AC. Don't even, I almost, that was girl being a Southern girl. I uh-huh. literally just about died because I, I like it at a crisp 64 constantly. Right. Yeah. But anyways, like so many things happened to where, mm. um, I just, it was like, <clears throat> excuse me. So many things happened to where I was constantly reminded that I wasn't at home. I was way far away from my family. Mm. I was doing something that made no sense. I was just in panic mode. And I just, I literally had the exact same feeling. I said, 
you are going to do this because you were called to do it. Just like you were called to do Miss Tennessee again. You hated it. You did it again because you were led to do it. It opened up the entire reason of why you're, why I'm there. Mm -hmm. So honestly, my greatest piece of advice for anyone that especially like deals with anxiety or that is Mm -hmm. new to the realm of anxiety, because especially when you've never experienced anxiety before or like Mm -hmm. panic, um, it could be, it's a very foreign feeling. Um, and so I found a a very specific worship song. Um, it's from red rocks worship and you can Mm -hmm. find it on Spotify, but it's called good plans. And it's about how the Lord has good plans for you that he has designed, that he has designated, that he has written out before the beginning of time. Listening to that every single day was so comforting. Mm -hmm. And I still do, but that is my greatest piece of advice, because if you find something that works for you, um, that's able to calm you back down, kind of center yourself right. again. Um, cause otherwise, I mean, I tell you, it was, a towards the end there, it was really difficult. It was just, I'm not someone that easily adapts to situations. Um, like I'm not great at change. And okay. so I hold on one second because every, like there's been like, Pinpoints. Okay, I'm so glad. No, 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 no. That you shared throughout this conversation. That like we we can be like sisters because I am. I can so relate to you in regards to the whole change. I I I have a really hard time adjusting to change. Are you one of those that has like a routine? Because I am. Mm -hmm. And when I'm okay, I hate changing up a routine. Yeah. And I don't know what that says about us, but like, I don't think that's a bad thing. (laughs) I don't think it's a bad thing either. I mean, you kind of, just like you were sharing too, like, I think you have to like learn to shift in some ways, but like, I think it makes, I think it means that we're like, you know, we have a regular situation that we do on a daily basis. And if something is shift, shifts us a little bit, it's like, shit, when am I going to do this thing or that thing? Yes. Oh my gosh, you get it. A hundred percent. hundred percent I get it. A hundred percent. And oh my gosh, it's like you just literally spoke from I mean because I don't know how to like word this to anybody ever. I'm like, I'm someone that likes to do stuff at very specific times. Yeah. Literally at every single day at 7 to 15 at night. Mm-hmm. I am you are going to find me with a cocktail in my hand, yep. making dinner and watching mm-hmm. housewives. That is my unwind time. That is my meet time. And, yep. and then I'm, you know, at five o'clock, that's when I work out. Like I just have a routine. Yep. Yep. And that was honestly like to hell with everything I just said, that is literally what makes things hard. And what yep. makes opportunities hard is because yep. you are taken somewhere so out of your element, mm-hmm. but consistently reminding yourself, like, when that fear creeps in, that anxiety creeps in, when you do, you know, start to panic, um, and realize that you are nowhere that looks familiar to you and that you are, it it doesn't matter, but it's just to have something that calms you down again. And just to know that you are okay. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just takes you reminding yourself that, okay, I don't have time to work out today. Like, I'm just going to get that out of my mind. This day is going to be chaotic. It's mm-hmm. already chaotic and it's 9am. Like, but those yeah. aren't easy things to grasp, you know? A hundred percent. And I think that 
you know, from your personal experience, you still had those moments that you did get out of your comfort zone, even, even if it was shifting something in your, your regular situation to, to, to go to freaking California where you didn't know anybody, not one person, (laughs) like that's huge. That's huge. So that also, I think for people that are listening, I think that will help those that, you know, are nervous to get out of their comfort zone. They don't know how to step into that. And I think you, you, you now know how to step into your power. Yes, absolutely. And I, you know, unfortunately have realized that, you know, I guess that putting yourself out there, Mm -hmm. that's when opportunity arises. Like if, if you're, if you are not uncomfortable in whatever you're doing, then you're probably going to be stuck because I'll say this, like I was stuck. I mean, mm-hmm. I was unemployed before all like literally, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain this. Like this time last year, up until March, mm-hmm. I, I was like, what am I doing? So then I started doing cooking videos and I started doing this and I would dabble in like freelance social media and stuff like that. But I was just in a rut. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I literally, I literally said, okay, Lord, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I really don't. This is terrifying. It makes zero sense. Yep. Um, but change the direction of my heart. If this is what, you know, you have aligned for me again, of something that I don't want to do, mm-hmm. but change the direction of which I'm thinking. And so of course I knew, okay, well, I'm uncomfortable. This is going to be hard so hard that I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means I'm going to have to do it. A <laughs> hundred. Yeah, totally. 100%. And I don't, and I don't, I don't know. Looking back on it, I'm like, I still don't even like know where, like, what I was doing in the last eight months. Like, it's just been insane. It's crazy. And I'm like, now I'm, you know, back here and I'm loving it. And so much has happened and things are great. But honestly, I'm, it's, it's a good thing for you to give yourself a pat on the back and a hug sometimes and just say, I'm proud of myself. Like that is healthy. And yep. so, so, gosh, I, I really feel like that you get what I'm saying. And that is so reassuring. Oh, I totally, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I think that, and you, you just mentioned something that um, a lot of people probably don't do, especially, you know, business people you look at yourself in the mirror and you, you say things that you're proud of, right? Like you come, you, each milestone that you take, it's so important to do that. So, and I guess to, to kind of round this out, my final question for you is, you know, what's that, what's that ultimate legacy that you want to leave? The ultimate legacy I want to leave Am I leaving anytime soon? Do you know no. something? No. <laughs> um, I guess maybe like the way that I'm hearing that question is like, what do you want people? To, how do you want to be like, how do you want to help people with your story? How, how do you like what? Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, that is truly and literally. Yeah greatest thing you could ever do in a daily, you know, in your daily life is just to do something for someone else. And if something that I say or do is a positive influence on someone, then I've had a good day. But mm-hmm. I think that 
I would love for people to know that first of all, we're all humans and we are all on the same equal playing field. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how many stupid Instagram followers you have. It doesn't matter what you're posting every single day or what you're promoting or, you know, it just doesn't matter. I am just as normal as anybody else. And I was presented with an opportunity and I took it because I knew that it was going to put me in a position that I was going to be proud of myself for doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not a, someone that typically, um, I mean, this is just me being honest with you, but I'm not someone that typically is like looking at myself in the mirror. Like you were saying, I'm not the person that is saying, Mm. Oh, I'm proud of you. I am a nitpicker. Mm. So, uh, I think that me going through this, I've kind of learned some self-love mm-hmm. and, um, and just reminding people to love yourself first and just that we're all the same person, like, and to be kind. I think that people think that I'm like some like fake phony from, you know, that's walking around Nashville barefoot and pregnant. That's, that's, I really genuinely am. I'm, I'm just trying to put out there what I've been taught and that mm-hmm. is just be kind to one another. And, um, if I could help somebody make a huge life changing decision just from those words, then yay. But, um, yeah, I just, I think it's very good to remind each other that we're all on the same playing field and that not one person is better than the other one. And so that's kind of, hopefully what I can get across just by good old Southern gal ending up and selling the OC. (laughs) And I think this whole conversation, I mean, I feel like I like just that last thing that you just shared. I feel like I can feel your heart and how, you know, how, what kind of person you are, because you, you are such a sweet person and all you want to do is throw that positive energy into the world. And I feel like I could talk to you like, forever like I, I like you know, I feel like I feel like we can be on the zoom for like you know so you know we'll be on the zoom for like three hours but isn't that so great because like when you meet someone yeah. like that you're like oh my gosh like this it's just a it's such a great feeling knowing that like this restores my faith in humanity yeah. you know what I mean like there's so much stuff that's always going on and the and everything is negative in the world honestly, you turn on the news, it's negative. Like I sometimes just want to see somebody pushing a dog down um, a slide at a playground. Like I want that to be a headline news, please. But I mean, it really does. It restores my faith in humanity when I meet somebody like you, that we are able just to talk and just like, just express feelings without Mm -hmm. any sort of judgment and just, um, and just like be people. I think that being out in Orange County, um, there, I'll, I'll just say there was a handful of people that are wonderful and good and kind, but then there's a lot of other people that are not. Yeah. So <laughs> finding someone again, that is a stranger and now a friend, it's a great feeling. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, listen, I know that my listeners are going to want to reach out to you, want to connect with you, want to know all the things. So before we close out, like share how they can reach out to you because I know they're going to want Um, my Instagram is at Alexandra. I just had to think about it. Um, <laughs> at, I was like looking up there. I was like, wait a minute. What else? It's <laughs> Alexandra underscore underscore Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm just going to be posting a lot of really fun 
Christmas decor stuff going on. So. I love your recent post, by the way. Oh, thank you. I'm just about to upload another one too. Um, I'm trying to go like in sequence because I keep on getting these people are like just hating on the fact that I'm like uploading Christmas stuff. I'm like, listen, it's time. I don't care what anyone says. If something makes you happy, do it. Please. (laughs) But yeah, come on, come all. But I'm not really like a TikToker. I have a few videos up there, but that's basically it. So yeah, say hi to me on my IG and just shoot me a DM say hi. Please, guys, definitely shoot her DM. Show us both. Like, if you guys love this episode, show us both some love. We'll, sh- we'll, we'll send you a message right back. But Alex, listen, I'm had I'm I'm gonna make a trip to Nashville. I'm gonna I'm gonna, we need to meet in oh, person. Yes, 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 100, 100. But guys, <laughs> please, you know, if you love this episode, please share it. Please share it. And it's been such a pleasure, really, Alex. So let's get to know you and oh my gosh, take the time to talk to me. Of course. I have a very good feeling this is going to be one of many chats. A hundred percent. Definitely. Well, guys, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye guys. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there. I'm being very strategic. Um, They're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.